This is Space Jesus Billy Starks, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're Space Jesus. This is Wrestling Chairs. We'd like to talk about things going to Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview with Billy Starks. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your Evolution's Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview with Billy Starks, and we have Billy on the line right now. Billy, how's it going today? It's been going really good. So uh, you're you're one of the most interesting wrestlers i think out there right now because you have done a lot and you're not very old at the same time you i've stated to a lot of people you kind of like set a bar for a lot of like wrestlers and i think it's it's really interesting um i've honestly looked at it as i'm very passionate about wrestling and i set goals for myself that i want to achieve and i feel like every wrestler should do that they should set goals they want to achieve and it makes your path a lot clearer Um, one of the people like I've learned this from was Mance Warner and like how he like developed what he wanted to do and his goals. And I watched him do it. And it was one of the most interesting things like me and mouse still talk about it to this day. That's, I mean, a really good person to like follow and to like a lot of with his goals, you see of a guy who's just killed it. I think maybe for me, like someone who's really bursted out of the, you know, Indiana scene, which doesn't get talked about a lot, but I feel like he was the the leader of a lot of that and just really paving the way for a lot of a lot of talent such as yourself. And to be as many places as you have been is is, is crazy. You are or I should say you you've been in how many states wrestling? Oh, my God. I'm the worst about keeping up with this. <laughs> Like my mom's always been like the one who's like, oh, you've been here, here, here and here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have. Um, And she like keeps all like the posters and flyers for like shows and stuff. But I've been like traveling as much as possible. And whenever I get to go knock out a new state, I've been able to. Do you know the exact amount? Or you? I'm the worst of I remember. <laughs> OK, yeah. I don't want to say too high and I don't want to say too low. <laughs> but still, like as many states, because I mean, you've you've traveled a lot and the fact of you've only been wrestling on top but like we even like if we just forget your age like it's two years that's that's crazy that's mind mind blowing because there's a lot of people who i mean there's people that i know that are probably wrestling longer than you but haven't traveled out of state of ohio i think it's all about what opportunities and risk you're willing to take to get an opportunity Mm mm-hmm And a lot of people don't understand, like before I even started wrestling, I was a photographer and was taking pictures with mouse all the time. So I made connections with people who were in wrestling. So I knew a lot of wrestlers already. I knew a lot of promoters. And when I started, people were willing to give me an opportunity and I had to show that I deserve that opportunity and I should continue getting more. And it's it's such a real simple thing, too. I think if it kind of goes back to what you're saying that if, you know, if you want something, you, you got to find ways to go get it. And it's never necessarily going to be a nice, clear cut path. You do have to network, you have to make connections and, you know, the photography thing too, being, you know, the stepdaughter of mouse and all that kind of stuff. And like, you're, you're a good photographer on, on top of it as well of, of like the pictures that I've seen. So it's, it's just kind of like really cool to like see that and like to know like, Hey, 
just find ways, find ways to get involved. It's, it's not as hard as some people may think it is, but it's, it's going to take a sacrifice. You just have to do whatever, like someone needs. Like if a poner is like, oh, I need people to come set up a ring. Okay, let's go set up this ring and help this person out. That gets you noticed. And those people are like, okay, let's see what they do the next time I ask. Hey, I need someone to come set up this ring again. And you come again and again and again. And then they see that and they're like, okay, you deserve an opportunity. I'm going to give you one. It's it's so crazy to even think about the fact that just ring set up. Like I'm not involved in wrestling i mean outside of this podcast but that is like i feel like i'm involved but like involved adjacent uh, so there's i know like you like doing the whole ring crew thing is like that is huge and if you just do it like that puts you in front of promoters and even like let's look look at someone like gary j uh, not gary j but um aj gray he traveled back and forth to cleveland i think i, I might have mentioned this to mouse and you know as many times as he did, he had no no promise that to, like the next show he was going to be booked. It was just, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to help them out. And then about a year, I, and a, a year is a long time figuring you're driving from, you know, Tennessee to Ohio and back. But he finally got his shot. And now seeing like everything he's done and like the weekend that he just had at the collective where it's just like, hey, you know, you, you can do the work, but you might not get all the prizes at first. But just doing ring crew, doing all that can pay dividends. I completely agree. Like, I know that I've seen Mikey at Black Label look at me and he goes, do you want to know how, like, I choose people who are not already stars? I look at who's helping, who's wanting it. And he was like, people are setting up their ring. They're coming to seminars. That shows me they want to be here and they want to be part of the show. I mean, you just mentioned seminars. That even reminds me of, you know, Lee Moriarty, a guy who was a name of itself kind of in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh was just kind of its own little scene, but he was one of the only non AIW wrestlers to do the Ultimo dragon seminar. And then within a year he did the AIW tryout and then boom, like, you know, go back to the collective where look at the weekend he had, look at the year that he has had. And it's like, yeah, like it's just, just doing those things. And like, even you kind of mentioned about with uh, Mikey and if I'm, if I'm correct with Mikey too, Like it took him a while to give you a chance. Like you actually had to prove it even more if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like Mikey, when I first started going around black label, I was still taking pictures. And when I started, um, I was around all the time. And then Mikey finally looked at me and he was like, I'm not going to lie. You remind me so much of my own kid. I'm scared to put you in a ring. Second, I don't want to use you if you suck. Quote Mikey, I don't want to use you if you suck. (laughs) So um, he finally let me be in a rumble. He saw that I took care of myself. I wasn't reckless. I'm reckless, but he didn't notice. (laughs) And then he asked for some of my matches. I sent him some of my matches and um, he was like, okay. I'm going to give you a shot. So gave me a pre-show match with Lenny Luck. I did really, really good on that. And then um, I was given the match with Kylie Ray. And I'm not going to lie. Everybody hid the Kylie Ray match from me so greatly. Like my mom and Mouse and everybody else <laughs> knew before I did. And I was like, oh, I hate you all. But I was super excited for it. I was there for the Kylie Ray match. And that was that was a that was a good match. And it got to really to display your your capability and your ability there at black label and i want to say like maybe the first time i seen you in person was black label like i don't go indiana too much but that's like one of the main places i've if i've gone it's it's been there and i i like i'm fairly certain that's it but it's it's the crazy thing like we are with the internet where sometimes just if people keep popping up on your feed like all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I'm I'm paying attention to who this person is now, but I might not ever see them or I might see them at down the road, but I, I can I don't remember the first moment, but there's been a lot of buzz on your name uh since day one. And I feel like that's partially like because of social media and like how often you are putting stuff out there and how often you are wrestling, the more content you have, the more of a chance you're going to be able to get noticed because your name is out there more so that's more likely to be seen by people and then more likely to be remembered. Could you imagine what wrestling was like before all this stuff? <laughs> I feel like it would be 10 times as much traveling to get noticed. Honestly, it's 
I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I've talked about before, like just like IWTV that that in, in as a whole is mind blowing. The fact of I can go onto my TV, I have a Roku, so just like point with my remote and pick companies, and I could get into like that's how I first got into Southern Underground Pro. Like this is a company that I knew people that were involved with it, and I knew a lot of the wrestlers involved with it. So I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna check this out." But I waited until that service came along, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" So now I'm getting into wrestlers who, at at that point, I had never met. I, I they'd never wrestled in my area, but maybe some of them have, and some of them I'm still pushing for them to get in this area. You know, people like Brett Eisen at the time, Marco Stunt, and you know, a handful of years ago, a good five, six, seven years ago, if you wanted to find find some of these promotions, I mean, you had to do a little bit of digging. And then like five or six years before that, your digging was harder. It's so like things are becoming easy, easy, but there's there's just so much out there. And with like IWTV, it's it's so awesome. Like I was actually in a, a Facebook group recently and someone asked like, hey, like, has anybody ever tried IWTV? And there's a lot of people like myself. That I was like, yes, it's great. It's 10 bucks a month. It's all there. Like, watch it. Find something you like. Thank me later. <laughs> I feel like IWTV has really made a platform for a lot of people. And like when we're watching shows and like being able to see people otherwise we wouldn't really see because they live so far away. And we are like, OK, maybe this 10 hour drive to go watch wrestling and then 10 hours back is going to really suck. But now I have access to it from my own home and I can enjoy these people and figure out who they are before. I actually see them live and like that, that whole thing wasn't around five years ago. And now like, I think if you know, it would be taken away, I, I don't know what I would do. Like granted, like you could go on smart mark video and like, you would pay like a lot of money if you want to watch all these shows. And now it's, you're paying a, uh, you know, $10 a month. And there are so many promotions and so many different wrestlers you can discover. You can find stuff like old shows. You could find shows like I, I like doing. I'll find shows that I went to and I'll rewatch them and I'll make sure they're years ago. But I didn't obviously hear the commentary. So now like this is my first time getting the commentary. So it's like a almost a new show. But then also the older they are, I kind of forget about some like what happened. Like I'll remember a lot of the big parts, but I'm like, oh, I don't remember who won this match. So I'm watching this match for the first time. Yeah, a lot of times it's good to look back on old stuff like um, Mouse the other day was playing like a really old IWA we went to and I go, I don't remember this entire show, but you can see me sitting front row just smiling the entire time like, oh, this is great. So I, I watched it back and I was like, that was real fire. Me and little me knew what was up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've I've kind of like talked about it a little bit already, like we've touched on it, but not necessarily with you. This a uh, couple weeks ago, actually weekends ago, uh, but it was last weekend as of this recording, the collective and such a, a huge event for wrestling in general, especially with independent wrestling, normally with it being connected to to WrestleMania. But this time it's in Indianapolis and you got to be a part of it. And this was a big weekend for you. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, you didn't walk out 100 percent. Um, Yeah, I had three matches the entire weekend. At first, I was only scheduled for two, um, and then sadly, Kylie Ray um, had some issues, and then I stepped in for her match at Black Label. It was me versus Killer Kelly, and then my last match of the weekend, which was at Paradigm, I was in a scramble match, and um, I took a fall to the concrete and busted my head open. Um, I remember it. like I saw the dive, and I go, oh, crap, and I couldn't stop my momentum, and I hit. And I just remember going, okay, I'm not blacked out. I don't see any dots. Okay, I'm fine. And then everybody rushing me. And I was like, oh, what's wrong? Like, I'm good, guys. I'm good. Get away from me. And then the ref goes, you're bleeding. You're bleeding. And I touch my head. And it's only, like, on my fingertips. Like, in my head, it wasn't bad. I thought it was, like, when you, like, scrape your knee and it's, like, a little bit of blood. That's what, like, my mind went to. It was like, oh, it's fine. Get away from me. I'm good, guys. Get away. <laughs> Um, and then in the middle of the match, I was checked on by EMT. He looked at my eyes and he was like, you don't seem out of it. You seem okay. So I'm going to let you go on if you feel fine. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go finish my match. So I finished, get to the back. They pour Celine into my head and like clean out the, the cut. And um, then 
I get gauze to like soak up the blood. And then after the show, I head to the ER. And luckily, when I got to the ER, it was completely uh, empty. So I got in real quick. Um, they looked at it and they're like, we don't know what we want to do yet. You're probably going to get staples. And um, they numbed me, gave me five staples, and I was sent on my way. I actually get them taken out tomorrow. So as this episode comes out, because it will come out this Thursday, you will have them out. You will be fine. Yes. Like, everybody was super worried about me, but, like, I was not out of it. I was completely there. Um, I didn't have a concussion. I literally did not feel any pain, but I think that was more because of my adrenaline. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I was fine. Like, the only thing that actually hurts on my body is, like, bruises. But that's normal. I usually get bruised up after every match. And, like, the only bad part about, like, my head is, like, when I sleep at night, it's, like, that's the side I sleep on. So it feels like I'm sleeping on a giant bruise. So I have to sleep on the other side. <laughs> oh, that that's just painful. Just, e- just even thinking about that. Ugh. It's, like... When you get so used to sleeping one way and you have to turn to the other side, you're like, what is this foreign territory? We don't need to be here. <laughs> That's like I've heard if you have any type of like abdomen surgery, like anything in that area, that little movements that you don't think of like hurt. And I'm just like, yeah, that that makes sense. But God, that's that's awful. Then you think it just like with, with sleeping in general, where I think the worst thing I've ever had similar to that where I had like a sinus infection. And like that completely messed up how I was sleeping, but I don't think that's anywhere near 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 what you you went through with with all that. I promise it's not as bad as everybody thought it was. Like I promise, like I'm okay, I'm functioning. I've went to work, I've done school. The only bad part of it was like I literally got home um, around like six thirty, and I started school at eight a.m. So I like cleaned up because I wasn't home all weekend. So my bunny like got real upset. And, like, she used her litter box for the most part, but then was like, she's not home. I can do whatever I want (laughs) and made a mess. So I cleaned that all up before laying down. And then I literally got, like, 45 minutes of sleep and then woke up and did school. And, like, my teachers were like, are you okay? And I was like, uh, I went to the ER this morning. I have staples in my head. And they just went, oh, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) Um, but I also wrestled at girl fight this week and I actually wrestled two matches and I was supposed to wrestle at St. Louis anarchy, but sadly because of COVID that got canceled. Um, but I was able to wrestle. I was fine. Um, the entire time my mom was like, um, after the match was like, your head's good, right? Your head's good. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) Has that been your, your worst injury so far or has there been something worse? Um, that will be like. I've broken both of my wrists um, just in life in general before wrestling. Um, but like this is probably like my worst injury in wrestling. Okay. Then the, I think the, con- the concern makes a lot of sense too. And even when I was thinking too, when you, you'd first talked about it, that I think why, like why it, there was a lot of, a lot of concern was the fact that it's head related. And I think like now well, everything we know about concussions and all that kind of stuff, anytime I see some sort of head injury, and I know I've been at shows where uh, Flip Kendrick, I think, like, he didn't necessarily land on his head, but I think the back of his head hit the side of the ring uh, during um, a spot. And, like, I just never forget that sound. It was either that or it was the floor. And just, oh, it's oh, it's horrifying just thinking about, it. like, he was fine, like, after, like, after uh, everything was said and done. But I know in the moment, I think he had, like, a big nod on his head. It's just, it's scary. So even if like you're fine now and everything, I can understand like, oh shit. And that's why probably there's a lot of concern of, uh, of the injury. Yeah. I completely understood why people were so worried, but like in my head, I was like, I'm fine guys. What, what, what's the problem? <laughs> and then after the fact, I like finally watched it back and I was like, oh, that is scary. I'm sorry for doing that to you, everybody. <laughs> um, but like, I've also seen like a lot of my friends, like, um, Marco's start like was right there as soon as I hit my head and I remember like a couple years ago him doing a dive and then eating the concrete and I remember his head hitting the ground and me freaking out so like seeing it vice versa I was like oh this, this is how I felt now I'm making people feel like that that's weird <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned St. Louis Anarchy and that's a place that I, I do really would love to go to 
and I feel like they've had such horrible luck uh, ever since COVID because this is what the second show canceled. Um, yes, I believe so. And you you were in the um, God, what's the name of that thing they're doing? The tournament Spirit of Spalding. That's it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how's uh how's it feel to have worked at St. Louis Anarchy? And like, I feel like that's that's a company even for me. Like when I first started become an independent wrestling fan in 2011 they were around and they were they were somewhat of a i think i would say a name because we were at least getting a lot of those wrestlers coming up to cleveland and seeing them wrestle so then it goes away and now it's coming with it coming back like how many years ago that to me it's like oh cool like this in, this independent promotion's back so it adds this like a little bit of mystique and like just having some of the wrestlers they've had and are bringing in i think's awesome I completely agree. Like St. Louis Anarchy, um, originally when I was going to the show that I was debuting on, um, it was literally only to hang out and enjoy wrestling and get a feel for it. And then a girl ended up getting injured and then Mouse messaged um, the promoter and was like, hey, she's already coming with me. Here's And then he was like, okay, send me some of her stuff. And uh, my stuff got sent and he was like, oh, yeah, she... We'll plug her in. Hope she has fun. And then I showed out and they brought me back. And I think from because my show that I debuted on was Ladies Night. And then I've never wanted to not come back since because like I got this feeling like when you connect with a certain crowd and area and like just shows, you get this feeling of this is kind of my home. I kind of love this place. Um, and St. Louis Anarchy did that for me. And I think it's partially because of the potato pizza. I'm, I'm a fiend for potatoes and they put it on a pizza. So I was extremely happy and wanted to come back every time for the food. <laughs> I think I've, I've heard about, I mean, their pizza in general, people rave about, I want, maybe it's the potato pizza, the one I've, I've heard about too. I can't remember, but that is like a, like a side thing of like, if I ever go to St. Louis Anarchy whenever that may be. Cause I think I was originally penciled in to go this year, but with, uh, with COVID and everything, it was like, well, that's kind of out of the picture. Then I didn't even expect to go as many shows as I'd been to, uh, this year, at least, you know, after March, but yeah, that's just the, the pizza is the thing that everybody talks about. So I want to go so bad. It's a must need. If you go, you need to at least try the pizza at least once. Potato pizza is my favorite, but they also have a really good um, chicken pizza. They have a shrimp pizza, and it's like all over the place. And if you ever talk to um, Papa Kenway, he brings great food. It's mostly for the wrestlers, but I randomly share with my mom, and she gets really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love uh, when it comes to independent wrestling, too. And this, it's there. There's so many great you know, communities out there, so many great, you know, territories. And I feel like St. Louis is, is one of those. And to like go through everything they've been through is cool to see that company still around. And then, you know, I feel like even like with Indiana, nobody is like talking about Indiana, maybe the past couple of years, but I think with a lot of the movements, the fact of, I, I don't know if it's still a thing. Like, I don't think this has been talked about publicly, but like there was IFHY and that was a huge thing. A lot of Indiana people. And then, you know, you had the lost boys also Indiana people. And it was never this like, Oh, what side are you on? It was just like, no, we're kind of like the same team, but we were just doing it different ways. And then you have Mance Warner. And I think like so, so many other like really good, so much really good independent wrestling coming from that area, but people wouldn't know. It's a lot of times it was, we are all wrestling family and we all support each other. We're all just off doing our own thing. And it's what we all are competing for the same spots, but at the same time, we're going to support each other. And Indiana, at, I think Indiana is a really a central spot for wrestling. In my mind, I feel like wrestling partially lives in Indiana and branches out to all of these other places. It's at least proved in over the past couple of years. Like, uh, or even just the past year, let's look at all the shows that have been able, been able to happen in Indianapolis. Look at, even though they're kind of on the bubble outside of Chicago, but you know, black label pro it, it falls in that like, yeah, it's Chicago area. Cause I know I can go there and get Portillo's, but at the same time, 
that's Indiana and they're still bringing in a lot of and having a lot of good or great Indiana talent. I mean, ooh, uh, we talk about a lot Indiana talent. The one that, God, he's having such a great year. I don't know if I'd put him as the best year for independent wrestling, but Calvin Tankman. I love him so much, and I'm glad he's been given such a great opportunity this year and everything he's doing. And seeing him, like, we used to go and train and, like, seeing him just do stupid stuff all the time and then getting in matches. And we're like, oh, oh, is he going to do it? Oh, is he going to do it? Because, like, me knowing Calvin's abilities and seeing how everybody else doesn't really know who he is yet and what he can do or what he's capable of makes me so excited because like at the GCW outdoor show, um, he did a shooter and no one was expecting it. But I'm sitting there like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> it's just I'm so glad to see everything he's doing and accomplishing this year. And I can't see I can't wait to see how far he can go. I think I love one thing I love about him was there was a couple years ago that he had a, a match or two at AIW. And I think for a lot of fans, like that was kind of it. But, you know, he was still out there grinding. And now, like, we're to a point where a lot of fans are going, oh, yeah, now now I remember him. It's great to see him back and see what he's doing. So I think if there there's someone who carries the banner for Indiana as a whole, I mean, I'll always kind of, like, hand it to Mance Warner. But I think Calvin Tankman is a dude that is is up there. And uh, seeing everything that he's he's done and, like, can do like like it's, it's just it's so awesome and i can't wait for for more of the world to just get blown away by the dude because he doesn't look like a guy who can do some of the stuff that he can do but when he does it he, he's smart he doesn't put it all out there at once he's gonna he's gonna give it to you bit by bit that that's what's awesome and like me and mouse have always joked that calvin is the muscle of indiana and then cole radrick is the heart of indiana um, because of how much they've been growing this year. We're like, these are the people for us right now. These are Indiana's representatives. Cole, like over the past three or four years, just watching him grow is has been amazing. When uh, he, like he's never wrestled AIW, but when he did UXWA, like I got real excited. And when I threw up uh, the IFHY symbol, I think he got a pop out of it like to himself, like, oh shit, like, People know what I'm doing. People know what I'm about. And just seeing him go from, you know, this kind of a no, I don't want to say a nobody, but just like, I remember hearing about him a lot in Dayton and everything. And then the bigger he's gotten, the more places he's gone. It's like, yeah, dude, like there's a, there's so much more here. And like, he's a cool dude. I wish uh, I could see him more even in regular times. I wish he would be able to come to this area more, but Hey, it is what it is. But if I have to, I have to go out and find him, I will. Trust me, he wants to be everywhere like me. It's he's ambitious. It's just figuring out when he's going to be given the chance to show what he got, what he got. Uh, I can't speak English. Ah. <laughs> so how's the driving been coming along? I am a great driver <laughs> and I hate when people are like, oh, scared. Be safe, mouth. We're praying for your life. And <laughs> I'm like, I am a great driver and I can't wait to actually get my permit if you did not know this. I'm driving very illegally right now to have practice. Um, <laughs> um, it's been like not bad at all. And like I've been having fun. Mouse's only complaint is I can't park because I have had no practice parking. And when it's explained to me, I don't understand what they're saying. They're like, oh, just you go out and then you turn the wheel in. And I do it and I'm just nowhere in the lines at all. And I'm just crooked. <laughs> But like the turns and like actually following the speed limit and um, stopping at red lights, easy, easy peasy. Um, Mouse does not know how to do the speed limit. But if I go a little bit over, he freaks out. He's like, I have my license. You don't. And I was like, you almost lost your license because of how many speeding tickets you have, sir. Yeah, that's a, a real big tip. Don't speed. Don't speed at all. But I'm I'm the kind of person I I've learned like over the years that the more the laws you follow, the less likely you are to get bothered. And speeding is kind of a huge one. So if you go the speed limit, worst case scenario, five over, but five over is like a good max because most, you know, cops aren't going to pull you over for five over. And if they do, it's zero points on your license. So it doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. And I'll always say this too. Like I've always heard like, Oh, drivers in, in Nashville are bad drivers in, 
in St. Louis are bad. And I'm like, I, I, like, this is the fact. I'm like, they're all bad. Trust me. I've no, no, no driver is as bad as New, uh, New York and New Jersey. Like it is so stressful. Um, when we went there for last mania, um, it was like my mom in the front seat and the passenger would have to go, okay, it's about to turn green. It's about to turn green. Go <laughs> like, it's so stressful driving there because everybody does not care about their surroundings. They're just only caring about themselves and trying to get as quickly as possible. Like they don't care about who's turning and what's happening. Like I've figured out that New York is like the most stressful place to drive because of how like reckless people are. So I will never say a Louisville driver or a St. Louis driver or a Nashville driver is any worse than a New York driver. I'll, I'll always say this. Like I've never done like a lot of certain downtowns, but I'll say I've seen horrible driving in or even when it comes down to like traffic in between Washington, D.C. and Richmond, Virginia, was it Richmond? Yes, Richmond, Virginia. Around Dallas can be very bad because that's like a cluster of big cities. Like it's Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, and like it's just like one big hub. And Atlanta can be very bad too. Um, but Dallas, uh, my first, my first weekend driving a truck over the road like that. I went through that area and I was like, oh my God, this place is horrible. But I've, I've, I've kind of seen worse, but seeing like what, like what can happen? Like my, my favorite thing is, which I don't know how many other drivers see this. Like in Northeast Ohio, like we do get pounded with snow because with the uh, lake effect snow and all this kind of stuff. I'll always hear, oh, people don't know how to drive in snow, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, literally one day during work, I drove on 70 in Ohio and within an hour or so of each other on the opposite side of the highway, I seen two cars on fire. What? In the same day. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to hear people can't drive in the snow. People can't drive in the summer. Cause it was like, I'd have to find the pictures of, but I did like take some quick pictures. I'm like, you don't see this too often. Like just, fuck. yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, the, the, the crazy drivers ever. I mean, when you get to some of the bigger cities, like I think even Chicago, I've seen it to where like my turn signals on and I get passed by, I want to say one time I counted and it was like seven or eight cars. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to get over, like let me over really quick. I never understood that. Like if someone's signaling to get over, if you're next to them, I would either like slow down or immediately speed up. Like if you're behind that person, it's so rude. If you just like pass them by. Yeah. It's, like as a truck driver, one of the things that I, I've seen too, it's like maybe I'm on the in the right lane and there's a you know disabled car ahead of me, or the, you know someone's pulled over and I'm like I'm throwing on my turn signal like Hey, I got to get over to you know give these people room, and people are just like Oh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna pass you, and the person behind them was like oh, I'm gonna pass you, and I'm like No, like just move over to that third lane that's over there because most of the time there is another lane. Like just move over so I could like I could be safe and we could all be fine. So when it comes to uh, driving, are you looking forward to doing some of these trips on your own? I've always talked about like, I can't wait to travel by myself. Um, but I also want to do it where like I have my car loads and I actually have, in uh, I have control of the aux cord because I feel like <laughs> I have so much more fun on a drive by myself because of the ridiculous music I can play without being judged by anybody. Um, my music taste is all over like the place. Like, I randomly will listen to Bo Burnham and like ridic ridiculous comedy music. And then I'll go into sad music, which me and Cole, like sometimes will like start playing uh, the LOFI music, which is like perfect. <laughs> and everybody judges Cole for it. But I was like, I get it, Cole. You, me and you are on the same page. <laughs> comedy albums are great. When uh, I used to have a subscription to uh, Series XM and one of the main stations I would listen to was the Comedy Central station, which is basically take every comedy album that they have, put it on, like put all the tracks on shuffle and like you'll get like one second it's uh, or one minute it's Bo Burnham. Next, maybe it's Daniel Tosh. Maybe after that, it's a little bit of Lewis Black. So I love that. So, yeah, comedy is is a fun thing to listen to. But what other uh, music interests do you have? Um. I am a real big fan of Real Friends. Um, I love Billie Eilish. 
Um, I'm a fan of Juice World. Um, I love um, the Front Bottoms, and I was supposed to go one of, to one of their concerts before um, Corona. But like, honestly, I'm like whatever is like in my mood or like something that's going to make me happy is what I listen to. <laughs> I'm so old and out of it. The only artist that I know of that you mentioned was Billie Eilish. I actually started listening to her music before she even blew up. Like the first song I heard by her, it's like most people don't even know about it is like copycat. And like I got where she was like just under like a thousand followers or something like that. And it was so crazy. Like when I first started watching her, just seeing her like blow up, like it was crazy. She was always like a name I had heard of. And like maybe I'd go into, I mean, at one point, like not back when you were listening to her, but when she was starting to hit like a like hot topic and everything. And I always see this like Billie Eilish stuff. And I would just go, I don't, I don't get it. And then I think I heard, cause I was actually just trying to think of this today, whether it was, I heard one of the, one of her hit songs or whether it was, they were coming out with the, uh, the James Bond theme, uh, no time to die for her. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not huge in the James Bond, but there's been a lot of like really good James Bond theme songs, you know, whether it be, um, the world is not enough. by garbage is one that I always remember Adele. Hello or not. Hello wrong right around the same time but a uh, skyfall like that is a really good song so when i heard like oh this billy eilish is doing no time to die and i'm like all right let me check this out and i kind of fell in love with it i'm like all right let me check out some of her other music and i think i just went to apple music pick, pick their top eight songs they had of her and i listened to them all to give myself a taste and i was like oh my god like i i really like her like her that uh last album of hers was good and the fact of there's like coming from uh someone who's dealt with music a little bit in his life and recording and stuff that there's like, I can tell like there's some that are like fun songs. There's some that like she or uh, her brother got really creative with how he produced it. And obviously there's a, there's a song about the office that really like perked my ears up. As soon as I heard like some of the quotes, I'm like, Oh, what, what, what's going on here? This is actually kind of, this is really cool. So yeah, that's, <laughs> I think cause I saw this week too, that uh PB smooth, had said like he just started listening to her too and i'm just like all right cool that's it's not just me it's it's other people too oh God, i love that i i didn't see that at all i love that pb's listening to her i think he he posted uh a screenshot of a, one of the songs off the album i don't remember which one and i was like i started listening to that her this year and i love that whole album and he was like same <laughs> oh i love that for you guys yeah that's like the most <laughs> most modern uh, like I get outside of like uh, if a wrestler has a theme music and I go to download it like other like other than I want to say like that's it. <laughs> um, I think like music has uh, like Mouse really sucks on car drives because he only wants to listen to podcasts, which is no offense to podcasts. Like I love listening to a good like podcast or two, but Mouse refuses to play music. And if he plays music, it's only by one person the entire car drive. And it's like, can, can we get some uh, variety? Like, I, I want something a little different. Mouse is like, no, we're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be really nerve wracking. Like throughout the like my week, I pretty much like my main thing is podcast. I feel like as a podcaster, I need to support friends and all that kind of stuff. So I like I'll listen to a lot, but I'll get my own like mood to listen to music. But if if mouse listens to like i guess it's just like it's whatever he's in the mood for it's like say like today he wants to listen to prince it's all prince and then tomorrow if he wants to listen to somebody else like that's all i'm taking that's what it is or does he have like just one artist he listens to no matter what so like he just goes through moods of i only okay. want to listen to prince today i only want to listen to kid cootie today oh orville peck we're listening to orville peck all the way to whatever show we're going to and i'm like why why am i doing this <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm the person where I just take my whole phone and I put it on shuffle. So it's like a lottery of like, all right, now we're listening to this song. Okay, what's coming up next? Is it going to be the same genre? It's going to be a different genre. Is it going to be a wrestling theme? Like what like what on my fast library on my phone? Like what are we going to listen to next? I just get really excited when it, it he gets really, really tired. He just starts playing like random wrestling theme songs. <laughs> and one, it's the Jeff Hardy theme song. And you just see him start bobbing his head. And I, I can't wait to actually get a video of it because I haven't yet. 
but it's like one of my favorite things when mouse starts getting tired on his uh car ride he'll immediately play and just go (laughs) and i love it i love it (laughs) him kind of reminds me of uh, one of my best friends who was i worked with for a couple years and like we had a job where we could listen to whatever music we wanted and this was really before mp3s blew up so me and my friends we'd have like a little cd binders we would carry around so as we were working my one friend was kind of in charge of the radio the thing that i started to get really tired of it would be like okay we're gonna listen to like this whole album and i'm like all right that's great but now like the more i hear that album soon as like you play it's like all right i know what my next hour and a half is gonna feel like it's gonna be like this song after this song after this song okay then you're gonna put in another album that you've played to death so now it's gonna be this album like okay i know what this it's just such a pain like i love the whole idea of like as soon as i got an ipod to where i was like all right i'm gonna hit shuffle uh, and i'm gonna hit play and we're gonna we don't know what's coming up next so it's like in a way it reminds me of like listening to the radio but without commercials i feel like it's so much more fun to not know what song is going to play next i'm really bad i do have like a playlist or two on my phone that are like always in a certain order because like in my mind i'm like this song has to come after this song because it like changes my mood so abruptly and i'm like oh i like this <laughs> yeah i think i've, I've really badly gotten to the point i'm thinking like all my playlists most of my playlists aren't in a certain order like you could like kind of play them on random i know i've been doing the past couple years i've been doing like halloween playlist so there's like i do i post it on social media like one track a day and like it's something horror related. Like you could technically listen to it like how they were posted day by day, but there's no really rhyme or reason to them. There's a couple that, yeah, you need like one A and B. Like there's a reason why I went in the, the order I did. But other than that, it's just like just hit shuffle, enjoy Halloween music. I've also like I get really excited about Halloween and stuff, but it's so weird this year with like Corona and everything. I'm like, is there going to be trick or treating or is it like everybody staying home or like, I, I don't know how to feel about Halloween this year. It's kind of weird. I know around here where there are like places that are doing trick or treating. There are like some parties here and there. Like I know I'm planning on going to two. We'll see how like how things pan out. But I know one thing like there's I mean, depending on your costume, you could work in a mask on top of a mask. So that could <laughs> that could really wor- work out. But yeah, it does. It does feel a little different, you know, just how uh, everything is. But uh, for some people, they'll do whatever they can to celebrate the holiday. And completely understandable. It's a great holiday. <laughs> you get to eat candy all day and enjoy your life. If you were to dress up this year in a costume, like what, like what would you do? I honestly feel like I would probably dress up like a Among Us character, like with a bunch of my friends. Um, do you know what Among Us is? Uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a video game that got like really, really popular um, and it's like on your computer, on Steam, and you can also download it on your phone. Um, but it's basically like um, these crewmates and then there's an imposter and these crewmates are trying to finish tasks and they're all like just tiny little astronaut men and women that are just trying to fix the spaceship so they can figure out who the killer is. And if the killer ends up killing everybody, they win. But if all the crewmates finish all their tasks or vote out the imposter, they win. Okay, the way you said it, like I, I have heard of that game, but it's just because I'm, I'm very foreign to it. But it almost sounded like you were saying some sort of like anime, like mangas. Like I was like, what mangas? What what the hell's a mangas? But Among Us, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I I know of it, but I've never played it, and it's one of those things that is it's gotten so popular like over the last month or so that and i just see a lot of videos of it where i'm like i kind of want to play it but i have a feeling it's one of those things i watch people play it in like videos where i'm like all right this is kind of cool then i played i'm like oh my god i suck like i don't know what i'm doing this is horrible no i promise you if you play you're gonna fall in love and get addicted because i thought the same thing because i'm like oh it can't be this fun and then then me and my friends like got on a discord and played it together and I swear it like ruins friendships sometimes because we're all lying to each other about what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that that seems to be really fun. I think I got I was getting it confused at two. Like I always hear people talk about it. I think isn't there like isn't there a video game or is it a TV show? Last of Us. Um. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't really like 
gotten into that at all. Like I've heard about it, but it's not something that I've gotten into. But that to me, I was confusing them. So when I would hear people talk about Among Us, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that. In my head, I was thinking it was the same thing as Last of Us. And then when I started seeing videos and people saying this is Among Us, I go, oh, okay, then, okay, then I just had a completely uh, wrong idea of what this game was. And maybe I can play it. I don't know. I've just gotten to the point like where I don't, I don't play many games. I play Madden and that's mostly it. And in that I might play once a week if that. Literally most of the games I play is Call of Duty and that nowadays. And it's just because it's like, oh, I finished all my schoolwork. I don't have really much wrestling to do. Thumper's being a butt and hun- hiding under my bed. I guess I'm going to play video games for a little bit. <laughs> Call of Duty was my last one. Like I spent from World at War to uh, what was that? Black Ops 2 or was it 3? I think it was Black Ops 2. Played it all the time. Me and my friends, every weekend we'd get on, play the shit out of it. And then my life kind of changed and I was like, well, I can't really play it as much. So like I haven't played it. And then like I, I picked up Battlezone and I'm like this, it isn't the same. Like the, the, the whole bigger map thing just really throws me off. I think like the, I started playing Call of Duty in quarantine. So like this is the first time I've ever been introduced into it. So like everything was new to me. So I adjusted to it very well. But like one of like a few of my friends who've played Call of Duty forever, like complain about about a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, I don't understand what you guys are talking about. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the fun thing when you we have a nice clean slate of something where you can just go like when people are complaining, like I don't know, this is this is great to me because I didn't know what it was before. I didn't, I have no prior knowledge, and this is still great. And sometimes uh, things I got you got to think about in in life as a whole, like oh this this isn't as bad. I'm just comparing it to to other stuff and like i don't need to compare it to these certain things all right let's uh let's start wrapping this show up and let's get into the fave five questions hey this is booker t five time champ and this is the fave five questions now can you dig it all right as one of the younger guests on this show this is gonna be very interesting to see like where what you answer to some of these let's start off with a real staple here rank the fast food chicken nuggets between McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. Um, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. All right. So if Mikey hears this, you will definitely continue to be booked because you did not put Wendy's number one. Good job. <laughs> and the like, the trap for people too is like, I want to see who's going to be the first person to say Burger King has the best nuggets. So I, I've never like really ate their nuggets. Like I've always stayed away from them. Like I don't trust them. There are people that I think kind of say that but i'm trying to remember there because there's, there's another chicken question i kind of have and i want to say there's a lot more people that go that way than this question because like burger king i don't know the nuggets just aren't that good and i feel like it's it's definitely always in between mcdonald's and wendy's i'm a mcdonald's person i remember as a kid getting the happy meal and just so much nostalgia with them that i love them and like wendy's aren't aren't bad but i don't know i just i, I lean more towards mcdonald's I think, like, I honestly would put, like, Wendy's second. I would put it first if, like, they had a better texture to their nuggets. It's like their crust on their nuggets isn't as good as McDonald's. But their spicy nuggets go so hard that I wouldn't put them last. I think when it comes to Wendy's, I was talking to someone about this, and I think the fact of, like, their breading is, you know, very similar to grocery store freezer aisle nuggets of that kind of breading. The thing with that I love about a McDonald's nugget is you can look at those and go, Oh, that's a McDonald's nugget, but I could potentially put a store-bought chicken nugget in with the Wendy's nuggets and you might not be able to tell. That's what gets me. Yeah. I completely agree with that. All right. Question number two. Uh, Let's go with, I don't know if you've seen these movies, but we're going to give it a shot. Step brothers or Talladega nights seen neither <laughs> oh damn oh, they're, they're both classics um i've heard about stepbrothers uh, more than the other one so i'm gonna put stepbrothers first and then the other one second oh that's sad that's sad <laughs> whenever you get, get around to watching uh the movies you're gonna have to let me know let the world know what you think of them 
I feel like Mouse is going to listen to this and be fired up that I haven't seen either. So he's going to force me to sit down and watch movies because that's what he does most of the time. He's like, oh, you haven't seen this yet? Sit down. We're watching this. <laughs> I think it's even crazy. Like when, when you think about this, because I, I kind of get it, but I'm older. So it would have to be worse for you. The fact of the older Hollywood gets as a whole, the more movies they have. So the it's more classics that you have to watch for you to like understand like certain movies. Exactly. Or not even just like understanding certain movies that there's always like, Oh, Oh my God, I can't believe you've never seen this movie. Oh my God. You can't believe you've never seen this movie. And then for me, like there's movies that I was alive during that people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you've never seen that movie. And it's like, well, just never got around to it or whatever. But you consider there's movies that so many movies within that time. If I've been alive, then with you, there's even more. I mean, this is just random thinking that I, I, I had done recently. So it's kind of like you have a lot more quote movies to watch as a whole. Cause people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you've never seen this movie, but we're talking like almost a hundred years of movies at this point. Yeah. All right. You're going to have to have an answer on this one. <laughs> Favorite flavor of pop tart. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like cherry pop tart is a good classic for me. Because school ruined strawberry and blueberry pop tarts for me, and I've never really been a big fan of chocolate pop tarts, so Ooh. I'm gonna go cherry. Oh, not liking chocolate. I th- I think that's a hot take. See, like I am a big fan of like ice cream and chocolate by themselves, but in pop tart form, it has this like it tastes like fake chocolate. In my mind, it's like oh, this is fake chocolate. What's your feeling on s'mores pop tarts? See, I like the s'mores, but I think it's more because of the marshmallows more than anything. I'm a little bit with you on, on like having some flavors ruined for you. I think for me, it's also strawberry and blueberry, but it was, I had an aunt growing up where that's all, I don't want to say that's all she ever had. Like she didn't have any other food, but like she always had those pop tarts. It was one of those two. And I, it, for me, I want to say it was more strawberry than blueberry, but it alternated. So I because I had them a lot during like those times, I don't want it as much. So like a cherry pop tart, like feels special to me, like strawberry. I'll have some nostalgia for it for my aunt and everything, but I'm like, yeah, I didn't get as much cherry as I did. So give me the cherry. <laughs> but my favorite is s'mores. And I just, I just think it's hands down amazing. Um, My mom actually got some pop tarts. They're like SpongeBob theme and it has like, it's like sea berry or something, and I'm so terrified to try it because I'm like, I swear to God, if this is just like salty cranberry, I'm going to cry. Oh, I'm trying to figure out what they are. Because the thing is with Pop-Tarts, I do want to say they recycle some of the flavors that like are that are special. So maybe just thinking they potentially had like a Star Wars Pop-Tart that might be similar to what those SpongeBob ones were. They just change, change a couple things and boom, same flavor but different special. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know how that, that would taste though with the way you said the with salty cranberry. Yeah. That's like what I envision it to be because of like the name, but I might be just completely wrong. Watch it just be plain strawberry, like pop. <laughs> strawberry mixed with cherry. Oh, that sounds so good. Can we have that flavor? We probably have that flavor. Just name something else. That's, that's the other thing. There are so many pop tart flavors. To where, like, when when I'm be, when I ask that question, I mean, there's obviously going to be some that people love that maybe people forget about. Like, there's a difference between the chocolate pop tart and the chocolate chip pop tart. I kind of like the chocolate chip more. I really don't know, like, which one I would go for. It's been a while. Like, I have to do a taste test to figure out which one I would go towards. All right, let's go to question number four. I'm 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 curious to where where you are on this one. You've traveled. You've you've been into enough places. Sheets or Wawa? Sheets. Is there a particular reason why? Um, I think it was mainly because of when I first experienced Sheets, I was extremely hungry, and when I ordered my food, they were fast, and like it just felt like nicer in my stomach. It was like warm, and it like. You know how like sometimes it like melts in your mouth, like food just like melts and you're like, oh, this is it. Yeah. She for me like Wawa's is also really amazing. But you know what beats both of those? What's that? Bucky's. Bucky's will always be my top gas station. Nothing's going to ever beat Bucky's. 
Okay, the question actually does go sheets or wa- sheets or Wawa, and then I have in parentheses or third option. And pe- like people always talk about Bucky's. I've never been to a Bucky's. I've been to Texas enough, but never in a car, so I could never stop at one. But I I have heard just people rave about those places, and I I want to test how they are against some of the, some of these uh, gas stations that we mentioned. I'm a huge fan of uh, Get Go. I want to see how they are against some truck stops, especially some of the actual bigger truck stops that offer a lot more stuff. So I want because people always talk about how great and big Bucky's is. So I'm like, all right, I want to like test this and compare. But I've just I have never been into it that area on my own like that. It's like one of those places. Like I didn't understand the hype until I went. And I walked in and like their bathrooms are just huge. And Mouse like looked in there like, oh, they have like someone who's constantly cleaning the bathrooms. Like they have a bathroom attendant that just goes around and pe- making sure everything's clean at all times. And then there's a wall of beef jerky that I was just mesmerized. And then they had their own merch section. It felt like a Walmart for a gas station. That's how I felt in this place. And I'm just looking around and I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then they even have like a barbecue in like the middle where like they're cooking and making sandwiches and stuff. And I'm like, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, I gotta find time to go down there. I don't th- I've heard like people pretty much explain exactly how you you did. The only difference is that nobody said like there was like barbecue. And now I'm like, okay, where's the nearest Bucky's and how far am I gonna have to travel to get there? Like is it just in texas or maybe we get like good places so like what's the closest place outside of texas i can get to it oh that sounds i've not looked into it i've thought like they've only been in texas and i've never heard about them outside of texas like i swear if they build one in like kentucky or like in like indy me and mouse are going to stop there all the time when we're near it. (laughs) it i mean it's kind of like the one thing that like texas is known for is whataburger and when I discovered that place, I fell in love. And the fact that like I don't get it as much really, really sucks. But that's one that, yeah, they're known more in Texas, but there are places outside of Texas that has it. And I want to say... Uh, Whataburger was not a huge hit for me. Like It was good, but I felt like it was overrated. I mean, the burger was fine, but the thing that got me was the barbecue chicken strip sandwich that they had. That's what I fell in love with. It was on Texas toast. It had, I can't remember the exact cheese. It might've been mozzarella or something. And then like, I love barbecue. So like having the barbecue sauce off in there, having the chicken tenders, it was so good. And I haven't had one since going down to WrestleMania in Orlando. And I purposely drove because there were uh Whataburgers in Jacksonville. So I made sure we stopped at one. But what I was going to say is the fact that I know where the nearest one is for me. It's in Alabama, but I know if I ever really wanted to go, like, that's technically the closest. All right, question number five. Let's go with favorite cereal, which I think this is the first time I've asked this question, but I realized a lot of people have different favorite cereals, so this is interesting. Oh, I I don't know. I usually don't eat a lot of cereal for breakfast, but, like, I literally, it's it's a toss-up between uh, cocoa pebbles and then fruity pebbles like it depends on which mood i'm in but like both of those for me is like the top cereal you can't go wrong with either of them i think there's a lot of great things that they've done with fruity pebbles like putting them in stuff and just all types of good stuff not as much with with cocoa pebbles but i think i mean it's just chocolate but I, I, I've had those times like as a kid where we would buy a box of each. So it's like if I wanted a fruity cereal that that day, I could go fruity pebbles. If I want a chocolate, I can go chocolate pebble, cocoa pebbles. And like, I think I talked about this with Derek Direction, Derek Dillinger, Derek Director, whatever you want to call him. But um, <laughs> one thing that we do with like with those type of cereals, like obviously with cocoa pebbles, you put in chocolate milk. But with fruity pebbles, if you want to go the extra mile, you make strawberry milk and you put it in. So good. See, I've never done that. That sounds so good. Oh, it is. The only thing that's better, and I I haven't seen it this year, and I, I think it is more local to me, but if you can find any type of milk distributor that sells a orange milk, which it like a lot of people go like, oh my God, like they think orange juice, like no, think 
orange and cream. It's more like that. Like those. So it's like a cream, like soda, but with milk. Yeah. Well, what you would look at it as like uh, an orange cream popsicle. Okay. So it's like you're getting like that because like obviously with the cream, like that's your ice cream. So it's like that's more milk. So that's kind of what you're getting. I haven't seen it in a while. There was one around here that did it. And I remember introducing it to Derek and he loved it. But like having that in milk, I mean, in a cereal, especially for Easter, it's it is so good. All right. And uh, question number six for you. I want to know. Give me your top five companies you really want to wrestle for outside of like a lot of the, like, like the bigger companies, obviously maybe WWE, AEW, Impact, and like uh, none of that. Let's go independent wrestling. Independent wrestling. Um, number one is definitely beyond. Um, I would love to be on more GCW shows. Um, I've always wanted to be part of action and it just got uh, announced by action Matt not too long ago that I will be there. And I would love to work for SUP. That was one of my goals. Um, I've always wanted to work in the basement East, but during like the tornadoes and stuff and everything and got torn down. And I, I don't want to talk about like how heartbreaking that was for me. And I never got to experience it. And like, I looked at it and I was like, SUP will always be SUP. But what like really made it was that building for me and seeing that it was no longer a thing kind of hurt. And I love that they're rebuilding. So SUP is also one for me. So I've SUP beyond uh, GCW action and uh, God, I can't think of one more. I'm the worst. Are we still trying to get you in the futures tournament next year? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, ICW. I would love to be at ICW because I want to jump off the platforms. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that that would be a good one. That would be a good one. I just want to do a swanton off the platforms, guys. That's all I want. Like, I don't have to bleed. I won't bust my head open. Like, I just want to jump off the platforms. I think you you had that conversation with uh, the struggles, right? Yes. I, I've, like, for me, like, when I watched their show, like, that was all I could focus on. I was like, they have platforms. I want to jump off a platform. Because, like, jumping off the ropes is cool, but, like, it'd be... 10 times as cool if I can jump off this platform. <laughs> that would be, that'd be really interesting. And I think, I mean, as companies too, like that's, that's some of the best at independent wrestling. I, I agree with you when it comes to Southern Underground Pro. I was lucky enough to go to one basement East show and being able to get there like soon as doors open for actually for wrestlers before they put up the ring to see it like that, see it get put up, see it get torn down after the show. Uh, it was an experience, and I think that was one of the few venues I've been able to walk into and go, this is what I see on IWTV, like this, I'm now here. Something that I was completely foreign to, I'm in the middle of right now. This is really, really cool. They just have such a vibe at that building, like SUP as a whole just has a great vibe, and I feel like a lot of like those promotions where people want to be they have this energy everybody wants to be a part of because I believe St. Louis Anarchy has that black label has that and like SUP has the vibe that I want to be a part of. All right, Billy, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Um, No, I think I've got to speak my mind a lot on this podcast, but my social media is all Billy Starks, B-I-L-L-I-E. And then Starks is S-T-A-R-K-Z. And that's what you can find me on everything. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right. You can find myself at jsummers330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose, is wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And if you need direct links for any of those, there is a link tree in the podcast notes. Also, check out the friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling Without the Dude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, 
Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, The Chick Foley Show, Positively Pro Wrestling, Row One, Seat One, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mics, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thirst Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. And that will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you never lost. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.